Welcome to Inspirational Tales and an episode of With Kindness, where I am joined by guests who are making a difference in the world by helping others and spreading kindness. So today I'm joined on the podcast by Damien Brand from Little Warrior Shields. Welcome to the podcast, Damien. Thank you for having me, Jess. So can you please start off by just telling everyone listening what Little Warrior Shields is and what it's all about? So Little Warrior Shields is a not-for-profit run out of Brisbane, making and providing foam play shields, helmets, wooden wands, and as many items of cool distraction that I can to sick kids kids in hospital. So we will get into a bit more about what you're doing with that as we get along with the interview. But can you tell us, so before you were doing this, what were you doing with yourself? I am a 26-year public servant uh, working for the state government here in Queensland. So I've been doing that for all of my adult life and have done a couple of attempts at creative endeavours over the years and one day watched a, a YouTube video on how to make a foam shield and gave it a try and one thing led to another and we're now 320 shields down the track. So were you looking for a YouTube video for this or did you just happen to come across it? Like how did that come about? I was watching a lot of YouTube videos um, of makers in general and there's a, a, a channel called Punish Props which make, they replicate game and movie props and was just watching video after video and um, yeah, one day I came across one on making a, a foam shield and watched it and thought, I could probably do that and I gave it a try and it I gave it to my three-year-old at the time and he thought it was the best thing ever so I thought that mustn't be too bad. So you now you make all sorts of things and you have your own yeah. workshop and everything. Back then were you like that too? Is that why you were looking for something to make or was this kind of before you started branching out into all of this? I was looking for something creative to do. Like like I said, I've tried a couple of things. I did t-shirt designs, I've, I've written novel I've tried any number of things that didn't kind of stick and and this was just one thing that with a very limited out financial outlay I could get the bits and pieces I needed to make a very basic shield. But I wanted to start on something small, literally small. It was a 30 centimeter shield for my a scale shield for my son who was very tiny at the time so there wasn't much that could go wrong that I thought of <laughs> and it turned out okay. He was absolutely wrapped with it. And uh, yeah, made some more and yeah, just one thing led to another and here we are. Well, how did you go from making one for your son as like an experiment, I'm kind of guessing? It it was very much an experiment. Then I made myself one, uh, a 50 centimetre one to see if I could do something a bit bigger. And I just used uh, leather belts for the arm straps. Made a couple for my friend's sons and then another friend has triplets. So for their eighth birthday, they all got individual uh, individualized shields and after those three in a batch I thought to myself this is something I could continue to do and I thought I'm really enjoying the process of making the shields and I thought to myself what happens if I make them I mean, I don't want to sell them because I don't want to deal with customers <laughs> who else might want these shields so I contacted my cousin who works at the Princess Alexandra Hospital here in, in Brisbane. And I said, oh, have you seen the, the shields I've been putting on online? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're really cool. I said, is that something that you think the oncology kids might be interested in? And she said, yeah, most definitely. So 
uh, the first couple of batches went up to the PA hospital and then got contact at the Queensland Children's, which was the Ladies Lento Hospital originally. It's now the Queensland Children's. Uh, a majority of the, the shields after then have gone up to the Queensland Children's. So originally it was one led to two led to three. Uh, the first batch of shields was five and then they've gradually increased exponentially the batches since then. So, yeah. Wow. So it started just as kind of like a hobby for something for you to do, but then you wanted to help other people? Was it because you wanted to keep doing it for yourself as well because you were enjoying it? It was probably a bit of both. The response that I got from friends um, and family was really positive as a product. It it looked really cool. And people were like, oh, you're going to sell them on Etsy. You're going to go to the markets. And honestly, I couldn't think of anything more time-consuming. I'll say time-consuming. To have to spend weekends at the markets, to have to try and deal with postage and Etsy and that sort of stuff. I just thought, I like the making. How can I do it a different way? And I've always, you know, you try and be good, try and be nice. Who else would like it? What about if I just gave them away? Is there a way to make it possible to do it? My wife and I both work full time. We have a nice house. We, we're doing okay. And I, I said to my wife, you know, what do you think? Do you think this is something we can do? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And I've got a, a, a training business on the side that brings in a little bit of money and that, that helped out a lot. But, you know, I, I reach out to different people, um, reach out to some companies for foam, reach out to some companies for leather, for the arm straps, which have all been fantastic. And a lot of people, when they find out what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, they are more than happy to jump on board and help out, which has always been nice. But originally it was just a matter of, wanting to keep the process of making and if I could give them out that's even better because with this as well I often think and I often ask people that I interview how do you find time to do this because if you're working full-time like you've just said you've got another thing going on on the side as well to find time to do something to be just kind like with I guess no like monetary return in the process for yourself do you find the time because you enjoy it and because you are getting stuff out of this as well? I make the time. I want to be able to to continue to make. So I, I make the time. Today, I spent the day working on a project. I was able to organize a day off from work. My days off are generally spent in the workshop. That time is spent for me producing something that happens to be going to someone else. It happens to be going to sick kids in hospital. But really, the making is for me first and foremost. I enjoy the process and the outcome is just, it's just icing on the top because where they end up and who they end up with, you know, makes makes you feel good about being able to give them away. And, you know, spending a half hour here, a half hour there um, in and around everything else that we've got going on, um, it's not that big a deal. But also, you know, I get to get the kids into the workshop with me, help doing some stuff with the shields. I get to come into the house after I've made something that I think is cool and show it to my family. And they're my biggest cheerleaders. Um, my mm. sons, when I give him one of the latest ones that I've made, a new design that I like, that I think is really, I think is really cool. I give it to him and he's swirling it around, practicing spells. Going, this is the best one you've made ever. So they're my, oh, they're wow. my biggest cheer squad too. But um, yeah, you find the time because what you're doing is, you know, ending up in, in the, the hands of, sick little one so it makes it easier to, to, to chip away and, and make that make that time 
So your process of making the shields from that very first one now, well, back in 2017 or 2016 to what you're doing now, has your process changed? Have the shields changed? Has anything along the line changed? The process has, has changed in, in that I've found as many efficiencies as I can to make the process easier and more efficient. The first batch of shields that I made were made from just the EVA foam mats that you can buy from Bunnings. So the mats that you just put in the workshop to stand on. So it's that type of foam, but the foam I'm using now is a lot better quality. It's a lot denser. It's a lot easier to work with. So all the detail that I put into the foam is using either knives, knives or burning tools and a heat gun. So all of the detail that goes on, all the wood grain and the plank lines are either burned or cut in. And the EVA foam, the way that it reacts, actually, once you cut that and then heat it up, those lines pop out. So, yeah, the, the processes have been streamlined. Uh, so the first batch was four shields. And, and the fifth shield in the first batch actually included the first shield I ever made, which was for my son, because I made him a new shield. So he decided to donate his shield, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. But that first batch was five. The next batch was, I think, 11, then 22. And then the last batch that I'm doing or the batch I'm doing currently is 50 shields. So finding the efficiencies to getting a jig to be able to cut the foam circles on the bandsaw as opposed to cutting them by hand, finding those processes and getting the equipment to make that process faster was really necessary. And it's been beneficial in being able to churn out more of the of the shields that I've that I've been making all along. So the process is very much the same, but the way that I'm doing it is um, on a on a bigger scale and as efficiently as I can. So when people ask me if I've got any efficiencies, I'm like, no, there are no more efficiencies because I'm still doing everything by hand. Like I'm cutting things on a on a bandsaw and I'm I'm sanding things on a disc sander, but I still hand draw and cut all of the wood grain. I hand burn in each of the line, the plank lines. I hand cut all of the pieces that I use still. Because it's part of the process. It's part of the making that I enjoy. And even though we had a workshop with some friends to help glue them all together, all of those pieces that we glued together were pieces that I prepared myself. So it's nice to still do it by hand because that's part of the process that I really enjoy. So other people have helped out too? Is that what you just said? Oh, definitely. We've, we've had workshops in the past. I've, I've had a number of shield making workshops. Uh, last year I had a helmet, ma- a helmet making workshop started making helmets in 2020 during COVID, actually during lockdown. I had scrap foam that I was able to find a use for, which is always handy. And the helmets that I've started making are using a um, template by uh, an amazing maker named Alicia. She's at Zygate Brown on Instagram. She makes amazing things out of cardboard. And I thought that template that she uses would be, I think, really work well with foam got in touch asked her if she was okay if i use the template for helmets and i'm probably 20 20 helmets in at the moment but using the offcuts of the foam to make the helmets as you know another way of getting the as much as we can out of the donated foam so how many shields have you made so far i've delivered to 288 and the next batch is 50 so it'll take us into the 300s. And during COVID, a lot of the shields were posted out to to kids, which was 
a bit of a challenge having to find a way to box and post them out. But as it turns out, a 40 centimeter pizza box is perfect to send <laughs> a 40 centimeter shield. So I got in touch with a pizza box manufacturer here in Brisbane and they donated some boxes to me and um, I've bought the next batch of 50 boxes. But yeah, it, it's interesting when you go into the, the post office and the, the lovely gentleman at the post office thinks you're bringing in pizzas and I'm like, oh, sorry, man, it's, they're, just, oh. they're just shields. But, you know, I said, one day I will bring you an actual pizza. But it's He won't the, believe you then. He'll think it's a he shield. He won't believe me. He won't believe me. I said, no, you can't send this one. It's going to get very, very iffy. <laughs> but yeah, we just, I, I wanted to keep sending them out. And the children's hospital weren't accepting donations. They weren't accepting anything because of COVID. Mm. Completely yeah. understand that. But there were still parents out there that were getting in touch saying, hey, can I, can I get a shield? And I'll also add that a lot of the parents, a lot of the parents and, and people that are asking for shields are wanting to buy the shields. They say, can I buy a shield? I'm like, no, you can't mm. buy a shield. I'll happy to send you one, but I'll, you know, just give me the details and name the little warrior that you'd like it to go to and I'll, I'll send it to you because I, I don't want to, I don't ever want to sell them to, to people. It's not, not the way that I've wanted to do it. But yeah, just sending them in the post getting photos of the kids once they've got their shields it's it's great yeah what sort of stories have you heard or from people that have got them so either parents or kids that have received them the stories are great the other thing you need to be considering though is that a lot of these people are going through the worst possible time of their lives Mm -hmm. um so if and when i get contacted by people i I will and it's usually on, on instagram or or through facebook and they'll send a thank you and I'll, I'll ask, I'll say, is it, is it okay? You know, do you like the shield? Does does your child <laughs> enjoy it? And, you know, I've got the occasional video back, which just, you know, makes your heart swell. I love it. Mm-hmm. And and if, if they're happy to share a photo, I will always share it on Instagram. I will always ask if they're okay to give a little blurb about what their little worry is going through and love sharing them because it kind of doesn't complete the circle, but it's something that when you get to, share the fact that the thing that you've made is bringing joy to a little kid that's doing it tough it's really it's just nice it's just a nice thing Mm -hmm. and you know the photos you get the kids are holding their shield and they look like a fierce little warrior and it's they've got a smile on their face and i'm thinking great they're distracted from whatever they got going on for a little while and i've gotten contacted by parents way down the track saying oh they still play with it they still love it um they take it to hospital with them you know it makes it makes your day there's a couple of kids that got shields a while ago that because originally i used to make them when they were a lot they were 30 centimeter shields and i realized that they were probably too small for a lot of the older kids like older by sort of seven or eight nine so i started making them 40 centimeter shields so I, i wouldn't i would not i would be more than happy that if some of those parents with the the, the kid got the, the smaller shields if they contacted me and said hey can I, can I get an upgrade i would be more than happy to send a new one to them because i reckon that'd be great keep making bigger ones for bigger kids that's no problem at all what do you think's the significance of the actual shield itself like the symbolism of it being a shield for kids that are going through tough times was that taken into consideration at all or was it not, just like an not happened to be a not at all okay. it happened yep. to be a thing that i was making and that thing that mm-hmm. I was making just happened to be a shield. And a lot of people have asked me this in the past. And I'm like, what do you think it means? Because I, I I don't know other than, like, is it a form of protection? Well, possibly. Um, I use the term an item of distraction because that's really all I want the shields to be. I don't want them to feel that they need protection. They're 
going through a tough time with their family, being treated by health professionals that are going through their jobs, doing whatever they can to make the lives of these kids and families better. So I don't want the kids to feel that they need to be protected from that. But if it does give them a little bit of protection if they're going through a procedure, and I've heard that parents will, you know, get that their child will take their shield with them because if they're going through a procedure that is particularly tough, they will use the shield as a way to cope or work through that process and that procedure. And my amazing nurse contact at Queensland Children's, she has told me that they have a stash of shields in their, I can't remember the exact term they use, but it's like a rewards cupboard where if the child's gone through a particularly challenging procedure, they get to go to the cupboard and pick out something as a treat, as a, as an, as a reward um, for them making it through that procedure and, and doing so well getting through that procedure. And she said, I love, I love when they walk up and they open the cupboard and they take one of your shields out and they think, oh, yeah, cool. Oh, this is a cool shield. Mm. But that's a reward for them doing well after a procedure that they need to go through to fight whatever they're fighting in hospital. Makes you want to keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those imagine. things that it means whatever it needs to mean for the individual that gets it. And I know that the parents will come back and say uh, it's a really cool item that, you know, it is a protection, a form of protection for the child because they know what it means. They understand what it means. They know what a shield is. They've seen Captain America use a shield. They, they see, you know, Vikings using shields. Um, like, I, I consciously don't make weapons to go up to the hospital. The protective element and the protective nature of the items, I think, yeah, led, led to me wanting to do the helmets because I'm like, hey, I can make a Viking helmet to go with my Viking shield. That's great. I don't know if they'll be well received, and they have been, which is fantastic. Um, they're a lot harder to ship, but that's something that's a bridge I'll cross when I need to. But it's it's really just, it means whatever it means to the individual, I think. So how are you getting your materials and everything in order to make this? Are you funding it yourself? I fund as much as I need to, but I'm very lucky to have some amazing sponsors um, that provide a lot of the items that I use. The foam, the leather, the primer, the special primer that I use is a rubberized primer, which is just like an undercoat, but the it's a, it's a rubberized primer. So to be on a foam shield, that's literally a bendy shield. That specialized product is something that I was able to, to source. And I was at one point, literally selling brownies at work to my colleagues to fund the purchase of a tin of this paint. But I I got to the point where I couldn't source it anymore. I couldn't physically find it. So I contacted the company and I asked them if they would be able to to help out with me sourcing it. And when they found out what I was doing and why I was doing it, they sent me a hundred cans of this paint. Oh, hundred. Wow. When you come home from work and there's like a small pallet of boxes of the tins of paint that you need to make the products that you make you know i i shared a few tears that night of happy tears Mm. yeah like that sort of stuff um and and i've gotten better at asking because of what i'm trying to achieve and what i'm trying to do and how i'm trying to do it i've gotten better at asking and it's something i would never five years ago would never have thought that i'll be contacting companies asking for help but a lot of the time i'm not specifically contacting people to ask for help i will be going in to purchase with my own money and then when they find out what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it, they will just put their hand in their pocket and give, which has made it possible for me to continue making the shields because otherwise there's no way. Making stuff is not 
a cheap hobby, mm. yeah, without without the help of others. Uh, and, and again, with the workshop that I had a couple of weeks ago, uh, a bunch of friends came around and some of those friends are friends that I've met through Instagram that found out that I was doing a workshop and they came to the last one and they said, when you've got a, when you've got a future one, let me know. So there's there's a core group of people that, that help out at these workshops and there's occasionally new people that come and people fall off. And But, you know, we, we got 50, 50 shields glued up in an afternoon and just the the positivity in in that space and in my little workshop with all these people just having fun learning a new thing a lot of people have never glued up foam before never made a product and once they've made something with me they can see oh i could use this on a project that i want to make i want to do a cosplay i want to do a i can make my own shield if i want to and i'm giving i'm kind of upskilling people in the process but i'm also outsourcing the production of my shield so it's kind of working in a circle helping everyone yeah trying to help but they're helping me um and they're learning a new new, learning, learning something new themselves so it's just you know the kindness of strangers but a lot of these people were strangers but they're now friends um because of the want to come along and help make a thing it's it's really nice so you've got people helping you you're helping everybody else as well you're helping the kids as well so everyone's being helped and positivity everywhere but how has doing this helped you as a person and do you think you've changed at all because of what you're doing i do i would like to think i've changed for the better i've always tried to be you know a good giving person the way i was brought up my parents always were you know what can you do for others finding this was timely like i said i've been a public servant my entire adult life um i started in my job at 20 done many different jobs but always in the same department and not as positive not as in not as fun as you know you might want it to be um and finding an out an outlet a creative outlet that helps me do something positive is good yeah, it's, it's been amazing to help others, but still it helps me sometimes after a bad day at work, you're a bit distracted. You want to be distracted by something. I put a podcast on, jump in the workshop for half, just a half an hour and make a thing or work on a thing. And it, you know, helps you clear your mind of whatever you've had throughout the day. I listen to a lot of podcasts of makers and, and listen to how they do things and, and why and what they've done. Um, so I'm learning while I'm making as well. So that, that helps me continue to want to improve as well as yeah, keep, keep the making alive. So you said that there are, you've run workshops to, for people to help out and also, I guess, having your items donated. But how can people listening get involved in what you were doing? Getting involved is difficult because it's in 2020, it was... I said at the start of 2020, literally in January, I thought, this is the year of workshops. I'm going to do as many workshops as I can and crank out as many shields as I can. And COVID hit and everything locked down. So I'm like, that's not going to happen. And the hospital shut down or closed down to accepting items. So I thought, okay, so I had to think outside the box about how to get them out. But also I had to keep making them just by myself. I'm very lucky to have that support that I have with sponsors. So financial assistance isn't isn't necessary um also running little warrior shields is a not-for-profit if the money comes in it has to go out and i've got a lot of the equipment most of the equipment that i would ever need so that the assistance for me is um it's honestly on social media it's liking and sharing 
supporting getting it in front of people because if and when I need to try and ask for something else, unfortunately, having numbers on social media helps that. It's just one of those things, unfortunately, the world has gone to that, got to that point. But yeah, just honestly, um, reaching out, getting in touch, the process of getting things to people that need them is simple. There's a lot of people out there that could do with some help. So, you know, you may not be able to help me directly, but hey, at some point in the future, if there's a worldwide worldwide network of people making little warrior shields and giving them to sick kids in hospital, I would be stoked for that to happen. You know, having to send shields and helmets around the country um, is something that I, I would love to work towards. And shipping is ridiculously expensive. So if there's any courier companies that want to help me distribute my shields nationally, I'll be more than happy for people to get in touch. But it's just, yeah, it's it's hard to ask for that kind of help, I guess. But yeah, the, the really the, the help at the moment is, is really just through getting the word out of what I'm trying to do. So we'll pop your details in the show notes, but do you want to just say how people can find you? Uh, I'm at Little Warrior Shields on uh, Instagram and Facebook. I'm pretty active on there. So yeah, get in touch if anyone would like to, to get in touch. Um, especially if there's any parents or friends, uh, friends of family that have sick little warriors that would like a shield, please get in touch. Um, I'm working on the next 50 shields. If I've got those 50 allocated to be sent out as soon as I get them finished sooner, I would be more than happy with that. And I've got another big roll of foam that I'm ready to start on the next batch of 50. Um, and I've got all the offcuts that I'm ready to turn into helmets as soon as time allows. So if people want to get in touch to to get themselves a shield, please get in touch and, and, and ask and I'll get one to you as soon as I can. Um, it's not a something I can send out on a daily basis. It's as they become finished, I'll be able to send them out. But yeah, please get in touch. So you've gone from making shields to making helmets to making wands. What else are you going to do in the future? What, what is going to be coming out in the future are Little Warrior D&D bundles. So a friend asked me a couple of months ago, oh, what about doing some Little Warrior minis? So minis are little plastic figures um, that you use for Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games. And I said, no, I, don't, I definitely don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do anything new. And then, of course, one thing led to another. We've currently got 100 minis that have been produced and are being painted by amazing painters throughout Australia. They are sending those painted minis back to us to then put together with some role-playing dice, a Dungeons & Dragons Player's Handbook, um, and a piece of terrain. So those bundles will be going up to the children's hospital because the children's hospital accommodate kids up to 18, 17 or 18. And as much as most of those kids might like a foam shield, they probably don't want to admit to it because they probably think they're too cool and too mm. old to, to want a foam shield, even though a lot of the nurses and doctors want the foam shields too. Um, <laughs> but we just thought it was a way to to try and get those, again, those items of distraction to the older kids we're working on possibly at some point doing a launch event where we're actually going to play D&D at a venue where the Little Warrior characters are going to be part of the games. That's the next thing. And I'd like to say it's going to be the last thing that I start, but I can't <laughs> guarantee that because that's what I said after the helmets and then the wands. And yeah, so time is not something that I have enough of, but 
having lots of things to fill whatever time I have is definitely something that I keep seem to take on more of. But that's the latest thing that we're working towards is getting those mini bundles up and ready to go up to the hospital, but also going out to um, not just kids in hospital in that case, but going out to kids that are that are being getting assistance for anxiety. Um, I've spoken to some friends that are going through that, some some younger friends that are going through that type of assistance and told them about what we're trying to achieve with the bundles. And they said, that sounds like something that we'd be interested in. So I think the avenues for that is a lot broader because yeah, I, I wish I'd, I was able to make you know, 50 centimeter massive shields for all the big kids. But I think the D&D stuff, something that Again, that level of distraction for the for the older kids might be a, a nice a nice thing, and that's what definitely what we're working towards. And if you have a look online, some of the some of the minis that these amazing painters have sent back are just mind blowing. The the detail that these guys are able to achieve. I've never painted a mini, and I won't because I, that's beyond my ability. But some of these people are just producing the most amazing stuff, and to be able to share that again is just brilliant. But yeah, the minis are the latest thing. But yeah, I'm still a little worry shields. I still make the shields. I'm still working you on just the helmets. Branched and the ones, out into different things. Yeah, yeah, trying to reduce the branching out um, <laughs> and try and focus on some core stuff. But it's all for a very similar cause as well. Even though like you're branching out into making different things, it's all for the same reason. So exactly. it all kind exactly. of comes the, under the, the, the same bran- umbrella. The branches are coming. The branches are coming from the same tree. Yep. It's all branching out from the same core thing. And while I have, you know, different networks, I now have a wood, a wood turning community that I'm part of that is amazing with their knowledge and, and, and support and the foam, foam smithing community. They're called foam smiths, people that make stuff out of foam and the mini community. So I've got these new networks and, and new branching out from that, but still at the core, I'm still little warrior shields and, that, and that's what I want to make sure I'm still producing the shields, still getting them out to the kids that want them and yeah, making sure that we can keep producing them for as long as I can. That's my focus. I have one last question for you that I ask everyone at the end of their interviews. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? I saw this question and I have not come up with an answer at this point. <laughs> this, this is going to sound weird, but I like I reference, I reference a modern day philosopher quite often in my life. And that philosopher came up with a saying called, just keep swimming. Because Dory from Finding Nemo is someone that we should quote regularly. <laughs> Look, it, just keep swimming is something that I think to myself quite a lot during my work day. It's something that I kind of live by. If I've got something that I need to get done in the workshop, I'm, sometimes it's, you know, end of a work day, I'm tired. I've got a young family. I've got two young kids. Keeping the household running with my wife, it's a lot. And sometimes I'm thinking to myself, I just need to get in and do this thing. I'm just going to try and keep going but for a lot of people they they don't know or a lot of people say to me i don't i couldn't do what you do mm-hmm. and before i started making anything out of foam i was exactly the same i couldn't do what i do now but in 2017 when i started it, i thought i'll give it a shot if it works fantastic if it doesn't i'll just bin it my son didn't know i was making it so he would have been none the wiser <laughs> but it was just jump in and give it a shot turned out okay and I'm 300 and something shields down the track so it's worked out okay but when people say to me oh I could never do that I'm like well come around to the house and I'll show you how to do it and at the end you'll realize that yeah if I can do it it sounds a bit cliche but if I can do it anyone can do it but honestly it's just one of those things that the parts of the process when you break it down is very achievable so when someone says how do I get involved I'm like well 
to get involved. For many for many years, we were producing knitted goods to the hospital as well. So we were producing beanies and scarves that went up to the hospital. Like they were little warrior beanies and little warrior scarves, and they all had a little three D printed little warrior shield on them. And for a lot of the time, my auntie was producing that. My auntie, unfortunately, she passed away recently. Um, she was on dialysis, and she was looking for things to fill her day. So we got in touch and said, "Can we buy you the wool to produce?" these things because she was an amazing knitter then i was talking to my nurse contact at the hospital and i said are you in need of any beanies and scarves and she, she was like that's all we need because the hospital is always chronically cold because it needs to be cold and you've got kids that have they're in a in a bed and they've got the sheet up to their to their chest but their head's exposed so a beanie is fantastic so we were just producing as many beanies as we could and i've got friends all over the place that were crocheting and knitting beanies and scarves again with COVID, it's made the process harder to get those kind of products in there but if someone can they can knit beanies they can help so you just need to start you need to start and again it's it's jump in jump in and swim just be involved i think that's probably the and it can be in any way help out like and share all that sort of cliched stuff yeah help out whatever in whatever way you can well thank you so much for sharing your story and little warrior shields and everything else that you're doing with us today it's fantastic to hear what you're doing and for all the help that you're giving to the kids and the hospitals so thank you so much for what you're doing damien thank you thank you so much for having me on it was really great thanks jess Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Inspirational Tales. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love it if you could please share it with your family and friends so that we can inspire more people. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please don't forget to leave us a rating or review and make sure that you have subscribed or followed the podcast on whichever platform that you are listening to it on so that you can stay up to date as new episodes are released. Thanks again and I look forward to you joining me for the next episode of Inspirational Tales.